0: We are inching closer and closer to the free agency period opening on uh, Wednesday morning. Before we get into any of that, we're going to talk about a little bit more restricted free agents as well as the unrestricted free agents that are pending for the Arizona Coyotes and uh, what we're gonna, what the Coyotes hope to do with them. All that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Welcome to the show everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And that does mean we'll never have a paywall for you guys to ever access our content. It is always free and will will always be free. We got a great show for you guys today. We're going to discuss a little recap of what we got on from from the uh Crazy day for Monday. And then we're going to get to some unrestricted free agent talk pending free agents for the Arizona Coyotes and how we think Arizona should tackle each of them or just an overarching look at that. It's going to be a big day, Carl.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, today on Five for Howling, I did a write up for Christian Fisher. Uh, I did a post about the restricted free agents who were tendered qualifying offers. Then I got to write one about how Christian Fisher got a contract. Um, And then Cam Janine, the second one. So it was a very busy day for me specifically because the Coyotes did a lot of moves.
0: Absolutely, they did make a lot of moves. And let's start off with the uh, qualifying offers. um, qualifying offers were tendered to Lawson Krause, Barrett Hayton, and surprisingly...
1: Yosef Kojanash. Yeah, um, I was not necessarily expecting that one. Uh, the None it, of us it, were. <laughs> the Coyotes do have a lot of question marks in net. So I don't know. Maybe they came to a decision. They've been talking since the season. I, I don't know. But it's interesting because Kozunas
0: is like last month he signed a contract to play in Chechia.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where usually they do have clauses for, you know, an out if an NHL team signs you. Uh, maybe yeah. they want to give him, like, I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know what to make of this one.
0: Yeah, it is is it it is really weird. Um, really, really weird. Again, the one that did not surprise – the one that surprises the most, um, you know, there were some – uh, and there are some unsurprising bits to it, right? Um, yeah. to to all this, and then we mentioned the three. Uh, obviously, we met, no surprise that um, that Hayton and Kraus got got qualifying offers because
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know that's we we kind of expected something like that. Um there was a little bit of expectation, a little bit of question mark about Christian Fisher whether or not he would or not. He did not, but he got signed to a one year extension worth equivalent to his qualifying offer.
1: Yeah. I do kind of wonder about that. If it's just like the terminology that we're using, Uh, it seems like we're kind of splitting hairs here at this point, but we're also talking about contracts, which is a very specific thing that, uh, you know, I'm sure these rules apply. Um, But, you know, good to see Fisher getting a deal. He's going to be here for another year um there's question marks i think about what his role with the team is going to be but i can see them wanting to keep him around absolutely and it's good it's good that
0: he's around he's um definitely the like a, a fan favorite not in the him being a great player but just him being an overall good guy
1: yeah <laughs> yeah um i i think we brought this up when we talked about him uh he was with Um, Clayton Keller when he spoke at the Tempe city council meeting, like that says a lot to fans. When you see a player up there, he didn't say anything. He let Keller do all the talking, which, you know, smart for the guy who was wearing the a all season, but you know, it says a lot that he was there to support him.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Another player who did not receive a qualifying offer, but did get re-signed an extension. Is uh, Coyotes defenseman Cam Denineen. He was given a uh, a two year, I'm oh, sorry, a one year two way, a one year two way contract extension um, worth of, what was it, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in the NHL level. Uh, yes, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars at the NHL level. If he, and then, but two ways still means he can get sent back down to Tucson and get paid AHL money.
1: Yep. Um, which I think honestly, plan is to send him down after our training camp um unless something radical happens between now and the start of the season i I don't necessarily think that camp denine will be starting with the coyotes um if someone does choose to claim him um good luck wherever he goes but this kind of deal keeps him in the system absolutely so that's it's it's good to see him there especially after after well uh,
0: like how well he did when he got called up right you know trying to hold down the fort as best you can on a crippled defense like
1: <laughs> yeah the, the coyotes defense was bad uh, all season uh, I, I don't think cam Janine stood out as being you know necessarily great in any moments but he was as good as everyone around him like pretty much and he did try like he, he definitely had there I am glad that the coyotes are keeping him in the system.
0: Absolutely. Um, a couple the a couple other unsurprising bits. Uh, n- those, you know, two other players who were not uh, qualified were Kyle Capabianco and Cole Holtz. Cole Holtz kind of like he kind of no, like we talk about it it's like, oh, that's right. I forgot he was around. Kyle Capabianco is a case where, like, we knew this was coming. Right. We've been talking about this. The fact that this last season was his last chance to really prove whether or not he would deserve a qualifying offer or a new contract. He did not prove that in, in what seems like in either of our opinions and he didn't get qualified. And so far not re-signed either.
1: Yeah. And it could very well change. Uh, I don't think anyone was expecting the Camden and and uh, Christian Fisher deals to be announced right away. I know I wasn't. Otherwise I would have written that as one article instead of three. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it doesn't necessarily look great for Capobianco. Uh, like you said, it was something we talked about when we did his player evaluation. Um, he, he let players lower than him in the depth chart pass him up. Yeah, which is a, which is a problem, right?
0: Um, and, I, and it sucks. I really, really hope the best for Kyle Capobianco if he decides to sign another contract, like a two-way contract or whatever, with the O's and to Coyotes to stay, to stay around. Maybe try to see if he can, you know, get another shot. Maybe that's what I hope. Maybe just a shot anywhere else, right? A shot where he at least gets a chance to really prove himself again. I hope he can because, like, when he played in Tucson, he was great. He just injury after injury after injury really hurt this guy. And he just, you know, was never able to rebound. So I feel for
1: him that he's in this situation right now. Yeah. And there's definitely like, unfortunately, that's a, that's a thing that happens. Like injuries can take out uh, a player's development. And if you get hurt in key years, like you just get knocked off track. Um, I I do wonder if things could have been substantially different for him. Uh, I I wish him the best if he's not with the coyotes after this. Um, If he, if he gets a chance to go back to Tucson, be the first call up, you know, that'd be great, but, I mean, the fact that Cam Janine was signed before him is Capobianco your first call up anymore? I don't know.
0: It's it that's, that, that's a tough call. I mean, maybe because Cap, Capobianco has been around a little bit longer, maybe there's a little bit more to work out with 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 money to be said. Let's say, hey, if I get called up you know this much versus this much in Tucson, I don't know. Um, or maybe yeah, he just didn't prove himself enough. And his best shot is maybe not in Arizona, but a PT, like the start off of a PTO someplace else.
1: Yeah. Which Um,
0: it would suck if that's the case. But like, unfortunately, that's how the hockey business works
1: sometimes. Yeah. And and there are players who start off with PTOs and, you know, get on the team. Alex Galchenyuk started off as a PTO and was on the team. Uh, So, you know, it's not the worst thing to do a PTO. But I think he needs to, like, have a really big offseason, like, you know, work out, get in great shape, improve his skating, like, make sure that he is in a position where next year, like, a team wants to take a shot on him, and he can, like, make the most with that shot.
0: Absolutely. We still got more to get to, though, on this episode of Locked On and Coyotes. We are going to talk about UFAs in just a moment, all the pending unrestricted free agents for the Arizona Coyotes kind of go through as much as we can, and it kind of, Get get ourselves an understanding of um, where the coyotes go from here. All that and more
1: in just a moment. But first, a quick word from Carl. So I have a message from the people who brought you healthy and tasty food. You've probably tried the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. But guess what? You can get it in puff form now. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar The taste that you love, it's really creamy and marshmallowy, covered in 100% real chocolate with a coconut brownie goodness. But that all is in puff form, and they're so good for you. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and all delicious. And the best part, you are going to find that they taste amazing, and they are totally guilt-free. What I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code locked15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked15 at built.com.
0: All right, so now let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes by talking UFAs. Um, Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlock on Locked On Coyotes. Um, There are a lot of pending. Unrestricted free agents videos and the Coyotes. It is unbelievable how much there are. Carl, um, yeah. Should, should we go through the- them all? Um, or- I guess. What, I guess just a quick, like a, as just a quick name through. You have uh, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, Alex Kalcheniak, Boko Imama, Phil Kessel, Anton Roussel, um Kyle Cababianco Now because he was not qualified, Anton Strauman,
1: um, Hari Saturi, Dimitri Yashkin. Uh, and then some of the AHL ones, we have Hudson Fashing, Blake Spears, uh, and the aforementioned Cole Huts. So a lot of people, um, which was definitely the point of a lot of what Bill Armstrong did. The reason he got, jay beagle Louis erickson and anton roussel was because they have one year left on their contract and they're going to come off the cap like soon so they don't have to you know carry a bunch of dead weight around them for years on end
0: yeah and and that makes sense i mean you know they've got they brought in those players to put for cap relief for, for for the for the canucks and to kind of help fill necessary um cap room for coyotes because the coyotes we're a team that needed to reach the, uh, you know, the cap floor. um, this year is another a situation where they have to <laughs> reach the cap floor. Yeah. Um, do you, I mean, but like those, but like,
1: obviously since they're free agents, you don't sign players like that to big contracts. You just not going to do it. No. Uh, honestly, the only player I can really see coming back, um, Craig Morgan did report that, uh, the team is still talking with Boko Oman. Uh, I could potentially see that being the place. Although with Zach Cassian and Liam O'Brien, do you also need Boko? I- I'm not entirely sure.
0: Um, I mean Boko came as an like he was an emergency loan call-up from the Tucson Roadrunners. So maybe yeah. you get him on another two-way, have him sent down and, and figure things out from there.
1: Yeah, but I, I think he, he made a-, a splash enough at the end. That a team may take a chance on him, like being an NHL fourth line guy. True,
0: and I, I and I no matter what he does, right? No matter what Boko moment does, I want to see the guy succeed. If you asked me last year, I'd be like, "Oh no, not Boko," mainly because he was <laughs> freaking with the Ontario Rain and would just beat yeah. up on the Tucson Roadrunners, and then he joined the Tucson Roadrunners, and I was like, "Yeah, go
1: Boko!" Um, <laughs> what a difference a year will make, uh, <laughs> but. What about Alex Galchenyuk? Do you see the team bringing back Galchenyuk?
0: You know, I think he, you know, like after coming in from a from a professional tryout in the last training camp, you know, proved himself that he was able to come on the roster again. I think he's, you know, he has a role to kind of help fill as a veteran for the Coyotes in some capacity. I mean, like he's no longer, you know, a phenomenal player that's like oh going to be break you know moving mountains or anything, but like. I can see him slotting as a vet,
1: as a veteran guy to kind of help. Maybe uh, I, I'm really not sure about him. Uh, that that's one where I don't know. I, I never want to give up on the on the team going after Galchenyuk. It seems like it's always a possibility. Absolutely. I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see how it works out for him. I mean, Galchenyuk.
0: I mean, he's 28, so he's not like you know. He's still before thirty, so like I mean, it's It's still worth like, hey, you know what? We'll give you another shot. It's not like yeah, you know, the end of the yeah. world here. Um, an interesting one though. Um, I want to get to, I guess we I guess now we'll round out just what, what like in this uh, first bit of UFA. We'll just talk. We'll just keep going through the forwards and then I guess the rest and <laughs> after afterwards. But um, but Phil Kessel um is the big one to talk about, obviously um i don't think he wants to co- return to arizona because he no <laughs> it's it's very well known he doesn't <laughs> want to return to arizona um mainly because well he wants to compete right i mean he wants to kind of have a nice send-off for his career because yeah. he is in the twilight of his career he is very likely going to be retiring very soon. But I don't think he wants to retire on that last season of Arizona. He wants to give it one more shot. And not only that, he is only a few games back from the all-time consecutive games played record. Uh, yep. Um, which was stopped um, when uh, when Keith Yandel was scratched um, partway through last season. So um, By the
1: Philadelphia Flyers, they're just... Proving to be the ultimate villains of the NHL.
0: Yeah, it's funny how it works that way, huh? Funny how yeah. it But yeah. does Phil Kessel, like... So Phil Kessel not returning to Arizona, but does he find a new team in
1: time? Um, I, I think there's going to be a team that wants the service of Phil Kessel, uh, especially knowing that he is alone in that Iron Man streak, Like, sure, he'll play, like, all the games in the first half of the season, but if you are a competitive team and you scratch Phil Kessel three-quarters of the way through the year, that's fine. That was a real big concern uh, I remember being reported at the trade deadline. Like, if you're a team that's competitive and you're, like, on the bubble and Kessel's not the best player, do you be the one to break the streak? And... You know that's going to be much less of a concern this this time around.
0: That is absolutely a, an absolutely fair point. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how it goes um, how, for his career. I want to see his career end off nice and nicely, and I want to yeah. see him get the record because um, I have a lot of respect for him after after the career that he had. He had quite the long career, um, and again, you know, he played so well at Arizona during his time here, and you know, like you want to see you you want to see him. Uh, you know, and end that career nicely.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I thought he he did as well as he could in Arizona for that final year. Um, he didn't have the best support with him like on the ice as much as I think he would have liked, but he made do with what he could. Um, Phil Castle is a player who has not been respected throughout most of his career. He was kind of the butt of the joke for a lot of years, And it's, it's nice to see him like kind of in the twilight, everyone is really in his favor, unless you're like a Toronto journalist.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Anyways, though, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk about the um, pending UFA defensemen, goalies, um, and uh, other players listed on here that we mentioned earlier. And also uh, wrap things up with a uh, you know with a with question that we got submitted to our YouTube comments. We're gonna answer that as you know in a in a little brief moment and we'll probably go more in depth on um, about it on Wednesday. But we're gonna to get to that in just a moment, but first a quick word from our sponsors. And we're back here on the Locked On Coyotes Podcast as we discuss unrestricted free ages for the AOs and the coyotes. Is you know, who the, the coyotes go for, and everything like that? Obviously, the first is the unqualified cow Capo Bianco. We already talked about him. It's just I just did not see him see him returning to Arizona, to be honest.
1: Yeah, um, like I said, I think there's, there's, a, there's a chance it could happen, but probably not the biggest right now. Um, but who knows? Like we are not in the room. we're not doing the negotiating. We don't know what the coyotes want. We don't know what Capo Bianco wants. Yeah, we don't. We absolutely don't. But, um, but he
0: does become a UFA, so he is. He will be free to sign with whoever um, he wants in the off season if he's able to. So we'll see what happens from there. But um, defenseman Anton Strawman is also a pending ufa and here's another one you got to figure out is you know do you want to assign him for that veteran presence like i mentioned of alex kalchenik and this is true veteran presence he's at 30 he's 35 years old um go ahead i I was just
1: gonna say i kind of wonder if he wants to be with the Coyotes or if he wants another chance at you know a cup because i thought he played extremely well with the with the arizona Coyotes last year um what florida kind of threw him away but a lot of good players have been thrown away by florida and come back and and done something so i i do kind of wonder if he wants to be with a rebuilding team i mean
0: he kind of alluded to the fact that he was super thankful of the coyotes for kind of you know being that life support for him of getting some getting him a new chance to kind of rebuild you know rebuild his image again and you know be a you know, be a playmaker, maybe he decides because of, you know, that he's just to stick around for another year. Um, yeah. That's a que- That's a question to be had. Um, one thing you do have to consider, too, is for the Coyotes side is they have seven defensemen signed. Obviously, a few of them are going to get some back down, so they will need a veteran defenseman
1: yeah uh i i do think um and this is kind of maybe a preview for tomorrow i think if the team does not resign strowman they go out and get a strowman like player mm-hmm. and i mean if you're the coyotes and strowman wants to come back and you're gonna get like a strowman like just just go with strowman i thought he had a, a very good season i thought he really stepped up when like checker went down so so yeah and and again especially at you know at his age too
0: again you know <laughs> um you know playing as well as he is at you know at 35 and as i mentioned you know that's in the twilight of an nhl career um it's when most 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 players you know their performance declines a lot and yeah obviously Stroman isn't you know in his prime anymore but he and, and it shows but you know the, being that veteran guy that's what he, that's what it's there for right that's you know and that's what that's what helps in 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 that whole another whole different way.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at Showman's career. He was with the Tampa Bay Lightning for so long. Uh, and then Florida Panthers for the last, uh, for like their two cup years. So that, that, that's one of those things where like I think he may be like looking for another chance. He's never won a Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. he's never gotten a major award. Um, and like you said, Twilight of his career, it's not like he's going to have another shot. If the Coyotes did really revitalize his image then you know this may be his last chance
0: yeah it could be his last chance and one definitely a thing to think they pay attention to for for strongman if he does want to compete because if he does go to a competing team and you know that team makes it to the playoffs instantly that pl- that team will kind of get put on the eye of a potential dog horse with the tag of old guy with the cup because those guys you know it's Everyone loves doing that, right? Everyone loves rooting
1: for the old guy with the cu- old guy without a cup. Yeah, everyone loves it. Um, and Strawman is, I mean, he's barely older than I am, but he is the <laughs> old guy with a cup right now. I'm sorry for uh, making you feel old, Carl. Yeah, yeah, you really are. Uh, especially this week, you're making me feel just extra old. But but yeah, no, uh, I I think it's uh, I think it's good. Um. What about uh the
0: goaltender? The goaltender is going to be interesting. Hari Satterly. I mean, like, I'll be real with you, Carl. I do think that he really only came in to serve one purpose, and that is to fill the void that was left by um uh by by Wedgewood when when the Coyotes traded him because yep. they they called up. You know Ivan Prosvetov, but he didn't. You didn't play very that much at all, and they tried to rely on Kobe Malka a little too much, and that didn't work out either. Um, so it, yeah, they needed a goaltender, so they saw Harry Saturi on the on the waivers, and like, sure, why not? We'll call we'll, we'll, kill we'll two birds with one stone. We'll piss off Toronto, and we get a new goaltender.
1: Yeah. Um I, I'm just gonna say it because we're not a Maple Leafs podcast, so we don't wanna go too in depth. I just love Toronto's goaltending decisions. They're just they're <laughs> so good. oh uh, <laughs> they really can... seem like they're trying to win the cup. I encourage um,
0: you to check out the Toronto podcast if you have time afterwards. But
1: um but yeah, uh he didn't play good with the coyotes when he was here. Um let's be real. He was a goaltender coming into a very bad situation. So I don't necessarily blame all of that on him, but you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, maybe this is for the best. If we all just kind of go our separate ways. Uh, If he does play with an NHL team, best luck to him. But I mean, if you had asked me if the coyotes were going to give a qualifying offer for Kozunas, I would have said no. So who knows what happens?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Who knows what will happen? Um, especially because yeah, there are question marks to the goaltending situation. If they do not sa- decide to, you know, go up another the contract, is be on goaltender watch for Arizona on who they decide to pick up over the off season. Uh, we will we will definitely be on that watch, and we'll get you updates on the podcast as soon as we are able to. Um, but let's go. Let's quickly go through the remainder, Carl. Ah, uh, Dmitry Yashkin. Um, he was pushed an injured reserve, but also Ford pending our pending UFA. I'm kind of trying to figure this one out because he was signed in the last off season, hoping he'd do well. But then he gets injured and can't play at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was definitely. I, I didn't think he looked great leading up to his injury. But then again, the team at that time was not playing great at all. So I'm not going to put all the blame on him for that. Uh, but I don't know if there was something in, you know, if Bill Armstrong saw something that he really liked in Yashkin and he still wants that, maybe, but I don't think it's likely. Yeah,
0: it, 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 it's hard. I mean, like I feel bad for him because, you know, that was probably his chance of getting in the NHL. But maybe he will get another chance. Just not with Arizona. It's just really hard. This hard to tell at this point. Yeah. Um. All right. So and that that rounds out the NHL roster players uh, who are pending UFAs. Now let's go to the Roadrunners and uh, so and again briefly, as you mentioned, Carl Hudson, Fashion Blake Spears, and Cole Holtz.
1: Uh, I keep always wanting Hudson Fashing to to hit. Um and he didn't look that great in his eleven games with the coyotes. He played pretty well in the two, with the Tucson Roadrunners. I could see, you know, two way contract bring him back. Two way
0: contract bring him back at a at a very low amount. I mean, there's very little risk yeah. to signing, a, signing him to a two way contract and just putting just keeping him in Tucson. And like having him as like an emergency call up if you need it, but hopefully you don't.
1: Yeah, it's not like Tucson has a lot of defensemen left. Uh, they were they were mostly called up, and I don't know which major prospects are graduating into the Roadrunners uh, this this year. So it seems like yeah, the, what's the harm in bringing them back? Yeah, there 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 seems to be very very little harm in that. Blake Spears, uh, I'm Mike, oh. go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, Blake Spears, another forward. Uh, I caught my mistake when I said defenseman earlier. Uh, sorry about that. But um, same kind of situation. I can see bringing him back.
0: You can you can see you can you can see bringing him back, but um, again at the same thing because both of them are Group Six. So like they're um, so they're past twenty five, but they didn't accumulate it, the amount of games with Group Six are, Ufas are interesting, right?
1: It's there's some Every- inherent
0: race to signing them. <laughs>
1: Every time I see like a group six on like a cat friendly, I will go and I will uh, immediately read all the rules because I cannot retain them at all.
0: It's like, it's essentially, it's just like once you reach 25 and you didn't. Play a certain amount of professional games or something like that. Yeah, like
1: it's when you reach twenty-five. And three caveats. One of uh, one of them specifically for goaltender. Uh, there's a lot of rules out of uh, cap friendly, but it's um it's just a way of saying like, yeah, they're they're a free agent. The Coyotes did not have the necessary things in their career by the age of twenty-five. They're allowed to walk. I think it's a great thing. Um, restricted free agents. Uh, it kind of makes sense cap wise, and it's complicated. But I like the fact that there are players who can walk if they're not getting you know the attention they need,
0: absolutely. And then, final one, Cole Holtz again, he was not qualified. Um, it doesn't make sense to really go for another signing here. I don't, it's hard to tell because again, he was very, very um, just not there. Like, it was hard, like I, I, did, I totally forgot he existed, to be honest
1: um so like you can let him walk i don't see yeah um uh i don't necessarily see there being a spot for him any either so i i don't see him coming back
0: absolutely well i do want to address one more thing as we get ready to close things off because we are running out of time here but um, we had a, a comment submitted on our previous episode on YouTube that asked us, "Carl, with 29 million dollars in cap space, do you guys think there will be an aggressive? They, they will be aggressive in free agency for real players or just bad contracts? We're going to talk about this more in depth probably as we get you know as get we get ready to completely open free agency tomorrow. But pretty briefly, Carl." I think you and I are in the mix of, yeah, probably be a mix of both. They still need some real players to kind of fill the roster, but there is going to be a lot of acquisition of bad contracts to get the coyotes to the floor.
1: Yep. Uh, The coyotes are definitely going to be doing that not only to get to the floor, but just to get assets as well. I'm looking and they only have one pick in the second round uh, this year. Uh, Or that's that's just not nearly enough for bill armstrong he needs more second round picks um so i'm sure they'll be getting uh some more of that to take to take some players on um and yeah there there are definitely places for real players on the coyotes absolutely um it will be interesting to see how
0: it works out but again right now the coyotes will be using their cap space as an asset once again you know they have a lot of cap space um, and if they're able to use it to kind of help bolster up those assets, you know, in draft picks and other, you know, other things, might as well do it. Yep. But again, we will go more in depth about it if we're able to um, years down, I mean, not years down, just days down the road um see my brain is always years down the road carl i i can't wait for to get out of this rebuild but days down the road when pre-agency is open and you know things are, act, are starting to kind of collect yeah anyways we're out of time for this episode of Lockdown on if you like what you hear don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you have yet to already we're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on youtube don't forget to interact with us on social media we're at facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes on instagram locked on coyotes and on twitter at lo underscore coyotes i am personally at robin underscore leonio robin with a y underscore l-e-a-n-o call pavlock is called pavlock f-h interact with us ask the question you might have we might answer right back or on a future episode of the locked on Coyotes podcast Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. And as a reminder, later this week we're going to have a few guests, maybe even in, in next week as well, as we talk about free agency and kind of help us recount the draft. We're going to have some draft, some prospect experts tell us about the Coyotes' first-round picks. There are some interesting ones to talk about on that. But that is for another time. Thanks again, and once again, for listening to today's episode. I hope you're just staying safe out there. Hope you're just staying healthy, and don't forget to howl on. Woo! <laughs>